All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Can I tell you a charming story about uh, one of our coworkers at the Christmas party this year? Yeah. I don't know where I was in this moment, uh, but Tom Bedell, who I love so much and yeah. admire so dearly, uh, went up to Becky, mm -hmm. and he held out his hand, and he said, Hi, Betty! <laughs> and she's like, no, Becky. Which is so funny because like, I, I share an office with Tom and I talk about Becky, Becky all the time. <laughs> He's like, hi, Betty. And she's like, hi, Becky. It's actually Becky. And he goes, this is my favorite part. He goes, Tom Bedell, afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> and then she laughed and he said, so you like Bruce? So like, which means Springsteen. Springsteen. So he like three things in a row. Tom said were like, like primo Tom Bedell things to say, <laughs> and hilarious Very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Three things you need to know. Yeah. Very nonchalant. Yep. Loves Bruce. Yep. Works afternoons. That's it. <laughs> you got the you got the Tom Bedell resume. The, the big three taken care of right there. How you doing? You're on vacation. Congratulations. Yeah, I uh, my ankle's healing up. Stopped working. Got tomorrow and the next day and then all next week. Mm -hmm. My friends are back. Ugh. My family's back. My sister just got home. Great. It's like sweet. Oh, speaking We're of that, uh, I don't I don't think I can go to the movies tomorrow. Oh, you can't. Because okay. I gotta I gotta pick up my aunt at the airport. I could go on Friday afternoon probably. Maybe let's try Friday afternoon. You want to do that? If you're down, yeah. Okay, cool. I can do that. Okay, cool. Let me double check with Jen. I got to see what she's up to, but she might be like, I'm doing this huge thing or I'll just let her know. Hey, okay. we plan on going to the movies. Yeah. Just do like one of those beautiful 1 PM shows. Yeah. I love, I love those. I've never been to one. Oh, really? Like, I don't think I'm maybe like one Sunday. When one I used to work mornings, like every now and then if I had nothing else on my sketch, yeah. I'd leave work and go to a like 1235 movie. That's amazing. Yeah. And no one would be there. Yeah, no, it would be like, it would be completely quiet, completely dead. You go on a Tuesday, you get the Tuesday rate, but right. there's no crowd because it's lunchtime on a Tuesday. Yeah. Is there anyone in there? Have you ever had Maybe a like, completely empty theater? I went to, I have gone to completely empty otherwise theaters. I can't think of an example. Like, I remember going to, I saw the latest Mission Impossible by myself. Okay. Uh, Tomorrowland for some reason. <laughs> okay. I went. I went to Tomorrowland by myself. I think that probably had like little kids in it or something. Yeah, it's just like a fun thing to do. Did you see that Ripple in Time trailer before Star Wars? Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. yeah. It was like a massive children's book. Yeah, it seems like like a very trippy. weird movie. Yeah, yeah trippy. very trippy. I owned the book when I was a kid, but I never read it. It seems crazy. Like they got Oprah and yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the time the plot line of Dark. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's really psychedelic and yeah, weird, and it seems like it. apocalyptic. Even cool, like that moment where like all the kids are dribbling a basketball in their driveways at exactly the same time. Yeah, it's very spooky. I want to see that. We can't talk about Star Wars. We can't talk about Star Wars. Wouldn't be fair. Would not be fair. Uh, you were really on board with it. I was like pretty on board with it, but I found flaws with it. I'm at look, like a seventy five percent. I accept that because yeah. it, it was not a flawless movie. I yeah. accept flaws. Any kind of criticism that's uh, thoughtful is completely justified. Mm -hmm. But what's so frustrating to me is these people just going on Twitter and Reddit and saying it right. was garbage and it ruined Star right. Wars, uh, ruined 40 years of movies for <laughs> yeah. you. 
it completely took the characters in another direction. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. And, and it should be known that I'm not someone who tries to find movies with problems or problems with movies. Nope. Usually, if anything, I'm like alerted to them later right. on and be like, oh yeah. Well, it's nice to know that you can have some thoughtful criticisms of a thing, but also enjoy it to an extent because it was totally. objectively entertaining. Yeah. Whereas my theory that I've often addressed has been, you go into a movie deciding whether or not right. you want to like it. People have drawn a line about this movie. Like they're, they're like, I hated it. Well, and they're and talking it, about it as if we all feel this way. People are taught. There's like a petition to like, like uh, deny it from canon or He's something. So angry. Isn't that so insane? That's not what a petition is. Yeah. <laughs> That you it's don't like an important decide. social tool used to invoke change to better people's lives. It's not a democracy. Right. Because you didn't like it, it shouldn't be real. Right. It doesn't count. Yeah. It's so entitled, it's insane. Right. About a movie. Yeah. yeah. And it was good. And it was yeah, like, it was there still, was some stuff that maybe wasn't perfect, but right. it was so exciting. Still got the 90% something on Rotten Tomatoes. Because critically, it's good. Right. That in Star Wars has always been campy. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like one of the big criticisms is, what's with all the forced humor? What's with all the jokes? Right. Are we under some kind of impression that Star Wars hasn't always been adventure comedy? Right. It's not Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, the, all the lines between, like, Luke and Han and Leia, which are the, all the main characters yeah. in A New Hope, yeah. is funny. Always quippy. Yeah. And sarcastic and eye-rolly. Yep. I, I had a great crowd when I went to it. We had That's people cool. applauding and Yeah, I think the crowd with, with us too, like we all left like happy we saw it. Yeah. And we watched Force Awakens right before it. Yeah, we watched it last week too. Yeah. While we decorated. Which the tree. was fun. Force Awakens was probably a little better. Yeah, just watching back to back, you were able to pick up on that a little bit more too. But there was like there was stuff in The Last Jedi that threw you for a loop and Totally. What There's I, stuff I really liked about it. I th- I think the biggest problem is that fan theories yeah. are toxic. Yeah, I think I think that all of these message boards deciding for two years what that might have meant when she said that, or what does it mean when we saw that flashback, or like, right. is this an allusion to what's coming? We all decide mm-hmm. exactly what we want from what's to come, and when it doesn't line up, yeah, it uh, it dissatisfies people. It can't possibly live up to explanation, all right? right. Uh, expectation, right? So, if a, if this movie doesn't go in the direction that your predictions suspected people are people are annoyed yeah i had fun i had fun i had fun i also had a ton of fun i finished dark yeah that's great it just got picked up yeah i saw that it should it it leaves a lot of well it basically leads you right into a second season so i felt terrible the other day when i guess i gave you a spoiler over dark i didn't mean to you know what i was what you said to me was well actually i don't know that i even should say it on a podcast discussing tv but there was there was a question of of the resolve of the entire show yeah all all i had really heard all i had meant by that was that it's a bit of a cliffhanger right which is not i didn't didn't really think of that as a spoiler no so i just thought like the whole there's so much about like time and stuff and i thought it was like nothing really gets resolved but Oh no, that's not what I meant. Yeah, but a lot. Yeah, so so I was pleasantly like surprised when I actually finished it. I was like, oh yeah, no, that like that s- season one felt complete. It's nice to me that people are able to watch that. I know it seems rudimentary, but I'm still hung up on the voice dubbing thing. Yeah, and obviously it wasn't a problem for you. No, not at all. It's not for a lot of people. Jen got into it too. Like, oh great, to the point where we were both like hardcore watching it. Yeah. It was dar- like we needed some levity after. There's not like. There's no like jokes in it at right. all. There's no like brief moments of like, haha, and that. Yeah. It's just all like, oh, you're thinking and you're thinking and you're like theorizing what 
this might mean and who these different characters might be because characters are crossing through time mm. and you're like is this one of the like younger characters too it's dark a, is still such a terrible show so name. trippy yeah terrible show name yeah it's awful terrible i also gotta say i gotta comment on how you set me up for one of the uh uh, most egregious auditory uh, assaults on any podcast listeners <laughs> by giving me a cookie last week and yeah. then walking directly to the mic. We and should probably down. we should probably talk about that. So if you noticed in the beginning of last week's episode for the first, I don't know, twelve to eighteen minutes, Slaney was eating a cookie. Twelve to eighteen oh minutes? Oh my god, it went on forever. No, it didn't. It the was cookie, like it was the, like <laughs> it was the, like three minutes. The cookie was max. the size of a pug. Why would it take even three minutes? Because I'm trying to talk. We're doing we do a podcast together, sweet. I gave him a cookie and it's a gluten free cookie so it was exciting for him to no, have such what, an opportunity. What you gave me was three choices. I could either keep the cookie to my side mm-hmm. and not eat it through the entire <laughs> podcast, which is rude. Mm-hmm. I could eat it while leaning away from the mic, which is difficult. And like, I don't think that I could really keep a conversation going that way. Right. Or I could do what I did, which was casually yeah, I'm kind of just talk to you while yeah, and you didn't pick up on any of it while we were no, having I a conversation. No, I knew it was going to be irritating to listen to. <laughs> really? It, won't, it was I've, way worse than what you just demonstrated. I don't though. think it was. I listened to it this oh evening, God, and I was it's like, "Disgusting!" You can <laughs> yeah. you can hear the so ocean of your saliva at the Christmas party. You and Becky come up to Jen and I, and you're like, "Oh my God, Slaney, the is, most disgusting it thing is putrid." It I is can't so disgu- putrid. It is so revolting it's such a gross sir i know putrid and that (laughs) is no putrid i just don't understand why it took you three minutes to eat a cookie that was the size of a a nickel well because i i didn't want to stuff the whole thing in my mouth i didn't want to be so like again it wasn't that big it was just gross don't eat on a podcast people well don't offer me food before going on the mic i'm a good host (laughs) well clearly not All right, well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you some food and then make fun of you in front of your girlfriend. <laughs> With uh, my girlfriend. No. Where we're going to team up for like five minutes did and be that, like, hey, you know what you did? Disgusting. It was gross. Did that really put you in such a bad place with you and Jen that really like lost some points in her eyes? Yeah, she thinks yeah. I'm disgusting. She's completely She made over me sleep in, in the other bedroom. If that's me. true, then I apologize. And if it's not true... I'm not sorry. It was disgusting. <laughs> Everyone agrees. Go listen to the first Everyone three minutes. Agrees. The first three minutes of episode 68 of the podcast. Ugh. I'm going to be shocked and nauseated. <sighs> Almost certainly. There, we've had our first fight. All we right. can grow. That's <laughs> a production. We'll move on. Uh, okay, so Dark ordered for season two. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another show you like, Cancelled. Oh, no. Dirk Gently. Yeah. Fuck canceled at bbc it's too bad that was creative it was creative and i wanted to watch the second season i I think we watched the first two episodes yeah and now i just have no drive to do that Mm. because you know it's not going anywhere yeah yeah like uh it was bad i jen and i were talking about that last night too what the hell when's there gonna be another douglas adams thing that we can like really get excited yeah i don't know unless they maybe Unless there's some sort of like community of people that want to turn Dirk Gently into a movie that ends up working out with all the same characters. If that's true, it must have a very silent fan base, mm. you know, and that's, they haven't been awoken by this cancellation. Right. Like, I thought it was really cool, extremely violent. 
Yeah. Uh, but really cool. And I like Elijah Wood doing weird shit. I think yeah. that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a bummer. But I guess I wasn't super surprised because there's not, like I said, there's not really an active fan base around it. No. People don't reference it or anything. They kind of passively watch it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've talked a little bit about this uh, Amazon. Is it Amazon that wants to reboot Lord of the Rings as a TV show? I think so. And we think that's an insane idea. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the exciting news about this this week? Uh, Ian McClellan wants in. Ian McClellan wants Kellen. to wants to play Gandalf again, right? Which would bring a sense of credibility to the production, which has already got a stink on it. Like, oh, I don't want that, right? But it also is so far in the future. Like, who knows what we'll want then? And also, I think they're probably thinking: Is Ian McKellen going to expire before then? I don't know. How old is he? Like seventy, probably. That's it. I don't know. He's probably. I kind of get the impression he might not be as old as he lets on, as he looks. Uh, okay, Sir Ian. He's just living hard. Ian McKellen is the age of. He is one point eight meters high, which is useful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Who measures height in meters? Why does Google do that? I he think is seventy-eight. Seventy-eight, but That's pretty old. Gandalf is like eight hundred. Well, I'm not saying that it's it makes him less believable. <laughs> I'm saying that it's almost certain that he'll die within the next 20 years. Probably. So I mean, if you know that he'll die in 20 years, then you do it. But yes. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Eastern medicine. Then you just write Gandalf out of the series because they're not going to follow the main timeline anyway, right? Mm. Or just have him be Gandalf the Grey and hire a different person for Gandalf the White. Yeah. That could kind of work, maybe. 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 Because like, when the first Lord of the Rings book came out, it was believed that Gandalf had died at the Belrock. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was devastating to people, especially people who loved The Hobbit. But he wasn't actually... No, he comes back as Gandalf the White. Right. So he's Gandalf the Grey until the first Lord of the Rings? Until the end of Fellowship, yeah. Ah, uh, okay, right. Yeah. Right, right. And he becomes the great white wizard so would amazon be wise to accept his interest i think so or would or would that just attach them too much to peter jackson's lord of the rings universe and would they be wiser to want to do their own thing and distinguish i think it would be the dumbest thing ever to for amazon to say we got a guy (laughs) you know like you have the guy yeah like we got christopher Plummer. borderline yeah borderline the face of lord of the rings yeah definitely you know Man, that was a great role. Those are such good movies. Yeah. They're such phenomenal Were movies. Ever. Uh, reboots. You hear about The Office? Yeah. What is, heard about this. What's going to go on about that? It's, like what, uh, it's been talked about a little bit before. I think they're waiting for Greg Daniels to get on board. He, I think he is on board at this mm-hmm. point, but NBC wants to like do another primetime sitcom with, and The Office set in at Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Like We're talking like picking up in the same place with some of the same cast. So it's already confirmed uh, Mike, uh, Michael Scott, what's his name? Steve Carell, not going to be there, right. which was to be expected. He left the original show. Yeah. But you know they're not going to get John Krasinski either, no. which means they won't want Jenna Fisher. Right. Because you can't have, right? One without the other. Um, so we're going to have like Stanley and Phyllis and then a, like a bunch of new people. Yeah. It's, and now somebody said like maybe the new manager of Dunder Mifflin should be Nathan Fielder. He's kind of got the comedic sensibility. Sure, he's fresh yeah. and he's hysterically funny. But like, would that be wise for him to do a network sitcom that's like already played out and stacked against? Yeah, it's well. Here's the thing I don't understand: is you could basically 
use some of the same characters and do like such a similar thing, I guess run the risk of it being called an office ripoff. But do a different basically just do a different sitcom. workplace sitcom. Yes, it doesn't What's have to be that? called The Office. Yeah, I totally agree. But then you might say you're not taking on the legacy. That's what Parks and Recreation was. It was, yeah. and, and like that's what Brooklyn Nine Nine is kind of, except yeah. it's not a documentary style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's these kooky, weird SNL alums yep. doing uh, awkward, charming comedy on yep. NBC. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine Nine staying fresh, by the way. Yeah, I Still understand that. I've, I've heard that to be the case. And uh, now he's got the good place too, Mike Sure. Yeah. He is like a he's a champ. Totally. Yeah. And he did Parks and Rec in the office before that. Yeah. That's it's insane. Right. And he was a writer on SNL before that. What a resume. Yeah. He's a solid dude. Yeah. No wonder he gets to be a showrunner. Like clearly he's proven yeah, yeah. success. What's his next show going to be? Also, we want to do a, a best of 2017 podcast again right we should do a new year's eve podcast yeah. or like at least at some point after uh christmas I, I re-listened to last year's episode today oh did you yeah i don't i don't really know why i was just like oh i i think i remembered us reading off a list of the shows that were planned for 2017 and i wanted to see how many we actually hit oh yeah and we hit so many of them. really yeah so i would really like to find another one of those lists yeah that would be good and see what shows are coming up for 2018 that gave us a lot of fuel because this year it really became uh cemented in the podcast that we try and talk about new shit as much as possible yeah it's just so much more interesting yeah i think so too and there's an ever-flowing river of new television and there's a chance that we fall in love with the show and watch it whereas it's probably not gonna happen with like gilligan's island probably not probably not so much i mean i did you rewatched all of Uh, gilligan's yeah you watched it all no so if you were to be stranded on an island would you know what to do yeah i would use a coconut for a phone right I would make some probably racially insensitive jokes. Almost certainly. But uh, I would always be with Marianne and Ginger. It's expressly stated in the very iconic theme song of that show that it's a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. Mm -hmm. Why do they all have so much luggage? Why were they so prepared? And how fast is that boat that it could get them into uncharted waters during a three-hour tour? Right. Maybe it was kind of like playing off the lost thing where it was only like 45 days on the island. Maybe. But it took place over. They just entered a whole other dimension is what you're saying. That Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's it. There's a Gilligan's <laughs> Island movie where they got rescued. I know. And then they, then they became celebrities. Right. And then they went on a tour, a three-hour tour, to celebrate the anniversary of their shipwreck and again got shipwrecked. And that was the end of the film. And it was just them? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. That's so bad. I know. We've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oscar Isaac is going to play Gomez Adams. That's cool. Right. Gomez is the, he's the guy. He's the patriarch. It's Gomez. Of the Adams family. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an animated thing, though, which is interesting because he's like, he, he actually looks w- like Gomez Adams. Totally. I could totally see that. Yeah. I didn't really know they were doing another Adams Family, but I guess it's kind of t- it, we're due for an Adams Family reboot. Yeah, I can't see myself being interested in that at all. I mean, it's going to be for kids, probably. Right? right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Did you see the Ocean's Eight trailer? Uh, I saw it without the sound on. Yeah, it looks <laughs> but cool. It, it seemed all right. Yeah, I I never really got into the Oceans movies. Is it the same people that did the Oceans movies? Yeah, or is it, it is. New... Like I think I think 
they're going to do a trilogy here. They'll do eight, nine, ten, okay. and then there'll be six in a row. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if if it's really going strong, if they wanted to do more, they could they could weave some of the stories together. But the idea is that Sandra Bullock is playing, I think Debbie Ocean. I think she's supposed to be George Clooney's sister. <laughs> she's not robbing a casino. They're doing a heist at the Met Gala. Right. They're stealing Anne Hathaway's $10 million necklace or something. Gotcha. Uh, but it looks awesome. It looks hilarious and smooth, and the cast is beyond. It's good. It's, well, have you heard about it? It's, uh, yeah, Sandra Bullock and Anne Hathaway and Kate Blanchett and Sarah Paulson and Rihanna. Who's which Sarah is Paulson? Kind of interesting. Sarah Paulson, uh, well, she's in the American Horror Stories, and she was Marsha Clark in The People vs. OJ. Oh, okay, right. So she's really quite celebrated right, right. now. And Rihanna's in it. Rihanna's That was in the one it. I was like, surprised by yeah that's kind of weird but also kind of cool mindy yeah. kaling is in it okay uh Didn't know that yeah i think it's gonna be good wow i think it's gonna be kind of cool and and hopefully people don't go into it with the same bad attitude they had for like ghostbusters. ghostbusters i hate to compare the two but obviously there's a, a, a comparable right parallel i don't think the oceans movies are quite as beloved either no that's true they're not classics and no. like even the george clooney oceans movies were a remake yeah and they were kind of like I don't want to say campy, but like... They were campy. They were kind of campy. They were kind yeah. of camp. They're hokey. They're yeah. like... I mean, Frank Sinatra played Danny Ocean. Right. Right? Like, yeah. it was... They were silly movies. Yeah. They're a good watch. Everybody's very attractive, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of weeks in a row now. Disney did, in fact, buy 21st Fox yep. for $52.4 billion. It's a good deal. Isn't that wild? Yep. Yeah. A good deal. <laughs> I mean, now they own like 60% of the biggest film franchises of all time yeah it's a little too much power maybe yeah and rupert murdoch ended up getting like a bunch of disney shares too like he's really doing fine made out like a bandit yeah good for him Mm -hmm. uh what else do we have going on uh well there's the tj miller thing oh yeah i read that article yesterday no whoa it's a bummer yeah it's so interesting because like people are people are so gullible people believe everything yeah and by that i mean this woman comes out and accuses T.J. Miller of horrible behavior. And then T.J. Miller and his wife put out a statement saying this isn't true. And suddenly everyone's like, oh, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's like, I I read the statement and I like tend to side with T.J. on this one. Yeah. Why? Because you yeah. know him? Yeah. Because he said this girl is crazy? Right. Because how many times has a woman been called crazy? Right. It seems. Yeah. So like. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. Obviously, there's no way of knowing, especially if they're going to deny it forever. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they will. Yeah. Um, but... <sighs> Did you hear the Sick Boy podcast with him on it? Yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. He was he was good to them, yeah. actually. He was yeah. like, he gave them a, a, good, a good chat. Totally. But I never liked him. No. I never... I always found him, if not not funny, pretentious. And really? just like full of... BS. Oh no, I I'll I'll give him the like I liked him. Like I thought he was a good. I just felt so, good I just found character. something weird about him for a little while. Maybe yeah. it was ever since he left Silicon Valley. I was just like, right. Something well, weird yeah, here. since then. Something I mean, somebody and we we talked about how Middle Ditch doesn't like him very yeah. much, and so something's off. Mm-hmm. So I don't really yeah. know if we're ever gonna find out, but I mean, it's every couple of days. I said to Becky yesterday, I said, "Oh, T.J. Miller's the next one," is how I phrased it, and she was like, "Oh, it's crazy that you can say that," and I know exactly what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. Who will be the next one? Well, we won't know until it happens. 
But I don't know if there's any predictions. Should we I, have a pool going? Well, there probably are still some famous people who are rumored. I'll say I'm surprised that nothing's come out about like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, like just a guy who seems kind of like out of his mind, maybe like pretty, I don't know, probably narcissistic, I guess, but he's so like, I think he's a, he has to be full of himself. He gets called a genius every day of his life. Yeah. And he's, but he also seems like maybe he's just really into making movies. I think he likes movies more than people. Yeah. So I don't know if he has the time to be abusive towards people. Like I think maybe he could be a jerk. It wouldn't surprise me if someone was like, oh, I met Tarantino. He was an asshole. Right. It would not bother. It would not surprise me. It wouldn't bother me either. Um, but I don't. I. I don't know. I can see it. I see what you're saying. I don't saying. know that he's like notoriously known for that. Or like, is there even a lot of like cocaine suspicion around? I definitely him? heard some stories yeah. about him being a bit of a. So on that note, I, I guess alone, just the the drug induced. Well, and he has been a part of the Harvey Weinstein conversation. Yeah. Because he's been involved right. with Miramax a number of times. Yeah. Uh, but if it was going to come out, it was going to come out then when he was in the news. Right. You know, expressing his. Yeah. I mean, Miramax and him, like, he, he kind of made Miramax, I think. Uh, Well, sort of. Like Pulp Fiction and Huge. Reservoir Dogs and I think Kill Bill was even. Yeah, probably. Still in. But Kill in Bill Miramax is later. Or, like, Google yeah. Hunting was before Kill Bill. That's true. And, uh,. I mean, Kevin Smith had a relationship with Miramax, and he wasn't, like, a big box office person, but right. like, he's another example of a director who, like, had ties to Harvey Weinstein. Right. Like, very overtly, and had to address it yeah. when, when the thing broke. Yeah. I Yeah. You never know. Never know who it's going to be next. He opened the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all I have for interesting entertainment news. Although, the other night, I had I had one of the best laughs I've had all year. Oh, yeah? It was one of the... It was Maybe it was just the moment... But I had one of the best laughs I've had all year. Uh, have you heard about this Harry Potter chapter that was written by a robot? No. There's this AI predictive text code that somebody fed all of the Harry Potter books to. Is this the thing that Zach Braff also did? It's like... the same technology. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Zach Braff also, yeah, the Read same, the same computer yeah. uh, wrote a JD monologue from Scrubs and Zach Braff read it. And it's nonsense. Okay. But uh, I'll see if I can pull it up and just read, because it's a little long. I can't read all of it. But um, yeah, a robot wrote a Harry Potter chapter and I read it out loud to Becky and I just friggin' roared. It's called... Uh, chapter 13, The Handsome One. So what they did is they fed all the Harry Potter books to this computer so it would learn them. Yeah. And then it used predictive text to write more story. <laughs> okay. And it's just nonsense. It says, The castle grounds snarled with a wave of magically magnified wind. The sky outside was a great black ceiling, which was full of blood. Oh my God. The only sounds drifting from Hagrid's hut were the disdainful shrieks of his own furniture. Magic. It was something that Harry Potter thought was very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is true. Exactly. He does think it's very good. Leathery sheets of rain lashed at Harry's ghost as he walked across the grounds toward the castle. Ron was standing there and doing a kind of frenzied tap dance. <laughs> he saw Harry and immediately began to eat Hermione's family. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is my favorite line. Ron's Ron shirt was just as bad as Ron. <laughs> if you two can't clump happily, I'm going to get aggressive, confessed the reasonable Hermione. <laughs> what about magic, offered Ron. To Harry, Ron was a loud slow. 
<laughs> was a loud, slow, and soft bird. <laughs> Harry did not like to think about birds. <laughs> oh, it just goes on. I can't read wow. it. Wow. So I'm it's supposed dying. to be like, like timing wise and sentence wise and and uh, uh, just I guess structurally, descriptive, yeah, descriptive yeah. structural sentences the three complete friends zapped onto the landing outside the door to the castle roof they almost legged it but witches are not climbing i don't know what that means ron looked at the doorknob and then looked at hermione with searing pain (laughs) i think it's closed he noticed (laughs) oh god it's so funny i I really recommend reading it because i just i just couldn't stop laughing every three lines there's a new line that had me like stopping to cry for a second so we have some work to do in like 20 years we're gonna be like remember how clumsy that was at first and then it like wrote the sequel to schindler's list yeah it was incredible you're right oh it's gonna make something amazing someday yeah oh that's sad and probably true (laughs) you want to talk about shows sure okay uh i think it's my turn to go first i'm i'm kind of torn on which one i should pick i feel like i could do either one uh I think I want. I think I want to recap the first episode of the marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay, Mrs. Maisel. It's actually important. All right, that she be a Mrs. Getty. I'm gonna go on go. All right, in three, two, one, go. Miriam lives with her husband, who has a dream of being a stand-up comedian. Really, she's just incredibly supportive and always goes with him to the club when he tries out his new material. It becomes clear, however, that he's ripping off his material from famous comedians on TV. He tells her that it's because that's what all people do when they're starting out. When he goes up on stage to try out his own shit, it turns out he's not funny at all, uh, and he bombs, which uh, makes him depressed, and he ends up leaving his wife. Mm -hmm. She goes up on stage when she's drunk and heartbroken and ends up destroying. She's funnier than anybody. She gets invited to be a club comedian regular. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. And also, like, befriends Lenny Bruce in the process. Or, like, bails him out. You just kind of see that going somewhere. Yeah. Where Lenny Bruce is probably a regular character. Well, it's so interesting, and we can talk about the other show in a minute, that both shows have iconic comedic figures in them. Yeah. Like, from the real world. Right. And... In this case, they chose to hire an actor to portray that person. Mm-hmm. In the other show, they just used authentic footage. Show the actual footage. And you could argue which one is better stylistically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool if they're going to develop Lenny Bruce into a character who's yep. this figure who's largely unknown personally, I yeah. think. But I don't know. I don't know a lot about Lenny Bruce. No, he was just kind of the first like out there comedian. The first like comedian of like the late 50s, early 60s that would... Would say edgy you know, stuff. Swear on stage yeah. and yeah, like... I don't know if he, but anyways, he was arrested several times uh, while doing it, and I think I don't know how he died. I mean, she gets arrested for showing her boobs on stage because yeah. it's indecent exposure. It's the fifties, if I didn't if I didn't say that clearly enough. Right. It's like it is pretty much the the advent of stand up comedy or like modern stand up yeah. club comedy. And at one point, like when she gets arrested, she goes into the same cop car as Lenny Bruce. Yeah. How how what did you think of her? Ra- she was Rachel amazing. Brushana. Do you know who she is? No, she's the, she's Rachel from House of Cards, the completely empty, soulless hooker that Doug Stamper chases after. Oh. Can you believe they're the same person? Whoa, that's yeah. crazy! Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. She was so charismatic, she was really, really good. I thought she was phenomenally funny and yeah. so just like incredibly likable. Like I didn't think I was going to be able to get into the show at all, but she was pretty funny throughout. Yeah. And there was like a lot of quick writing that she delivered really well. Well, it's it's created by the same people who made Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah, Pal- Paladino. So quick, 
quick dialogue is uh, is a key for both these shows. I Maybe guess. what I was missing in Gilmore Girls is just some premise that I actually find compelling. Like, right. I love I love to learn about comedians. Yeah. I always wanted to like Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I just really couldn't care. Right. I really think the sh- the title of this show is does a disservice. Yeah. I don't think that says the marvelous Mrs. Maisel doesn't say anything about what this is. In no. fact, I'd be more inclined to think she's a magician. It sounds almost like a bit of a kids show. Yeah, and I think like Marvelous it, it turned Maisel's you off. Children's it definitely Playhouse. turned you off. Like we were talking about what shows we should do. One hundred percent. We read the title and you're like, "Oh, what's that?" It wasn't until I heard that podcast about the best shows of the year where that was brought up several times. People are starting to talk about it a little bit now, but it's been on for a little while because she got nominated for a Golden Globe. Right. Yeah. Which she deserves, like, like based totally. on the first episode, which is a bit of a short film in itself. It was long. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Like it really goes from one end to the other. Like she's kind of a part of. Uh, a kind of aristocratic family almost like she seems to be from like a, a wealthy New York Jewish family yep. uh, and she seems to be very happy she has two kids mm-hmm. but they're also very traditional like they're they're very uh, religious mm-hmm. and her parents are not at all happy when she finds out she and her husband are gonna break up very self-absorbed wasn't he the poor man's Jake Gyllenhaal oh yeah kind of yeah yeah yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. I've seen him before. I'm not really sure what I've seen him in. Yeah. Seems like someone who would be in, like, That Thing You Do. <laughs> yeah. And this is, like, his second acting job since. Also a period piece. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know if he's getting, like, a lot of viewers. It it gets very... Uh, it's It does very well critically, and the pilot did very well. Right. They were really smart. I watched the pilot on YouTube today. Yeah. Amazon they, Prime put, they put it put on the YouTube. first episode. I think they did that with another show, they too. They did... All shows should, all networks should do that. Yeah. It's the smartest thing. Yep. Just put all pilots on YouTube. What a great way to get me to want to buy your service. Get you hooked. Or, and then after a while, like, why don't you just want to put the whole first season up there? Yeah. I mean, Maybe. Amazon's, Amazon's probably guttier than most. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want the, the, to pay for the service for though. So you can binge a season. That's something. right. But I mean, like you, you play season one and you, if you want more, leave yeah. them on a cliffhanger. Well, I was definitely sold on the show just based on the first episode. But like you said, it's because a lot of things happen in it. Yeah. It was very good. It's very, um, it was very rhythmic and very musical. Like they mm-hmm. talk very quickly and it's very exciting. And right. Energetic. Al- almost kind of uh, like theatrical. Like, like if you were watching, um, yeah, like if you were watching a musical. Yeah. I guess that's the, the best way of putting she it. She reminded me a little bit of the, the fifties housewife you see on fridge magnets who says like sassy stuff. Right. Like she, I almost seemed like they were, they were going for that. Like her kitchen is just so, and everything is like Mm -hmm. bright colors. Right. And she like woke up like before she went to bed, she like made herself all up, but didn't see her husband or her husband didn't want her husband to see her doing that. Yeah. So she goes to bed looking pretty. Then when he falls asleep, she gets up to put in her rollers and her face cream. Then she wakes up before him Early. to take it all off and then goes to bed pretty. She again. like sets up the blinds. So the light will hit her eyes and she'll wake up before him. And then yeah. she'll, yeah. 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 It's yeah. funny. I don't have a, like a whole lot of notes on it. I love the pace. Um, I thought it was. Thought, is this like based on a true story? I or? wondered that too. I thought at first, and yeah. then I, it seems like no, it's probably not. Okay. Um, I don't because I don't know who she would be based on. Right. Who was like the first female comic to? Who do was the first? Maybe Joan stand-up. Rivers is probably among the first. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. You know, she really made me laugh when she was when she was like really drunk on stage. And yeah. She. Uh, She's talking about her boobs. It's before I think it's before she showed her boobs, or maybe it's just after she mm-hmm. showed them. Um, she says 
she's talking about how uh most men don't have this like wouldn't you like to come home to this and right she's i don't know if she's talking about bob hope or somebody just says bob hope doesn't have these rickles maybe when she says oh, rickles maybe i thought yeah. it was hilarious that was so funny um we read the synopsis together like last week and it said something about how the show leads her to johnny carson yeah uh, and that didn't happen in the pilot. So is that a spoiler in the synopsis? <laughs> is that a spoiler in the overall life of the show? Yeah, that's what's like. Are we working towards that? Yeah. Start to finish? Because like, yeah, where are we going to go with this? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I guess that's one of my, one of the things I'd be worried about is like, where can the show go? Does it have legs? Yeah. And I'm always worried about that with like period pieces anyway, because like, you know, where are we going to get to? Maybe the mid 60s and then yeah. you're... I don't know. It just doesn't feel as felt like felt that way with Mad Men a little bit too. Yeah, Mad Men definitely got a little dry for people. Yeah. I never really watched it. Should I watch Mad Men? I know, I know what happens in the last episode. It's the only time. Oh, I yeah. I think you would like it. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd be into it. Yeah, but it's not a show that you're like. I need to watch another episode back to back to back to back to back. Oh, really? No, we don't really have anything we're binging right now. No, as it turns out, you didn't get into Dark. No, no, it's so dark. It was pretty dark. Yeah, it was very, very dark. But I didn't feel that way as much when I w- watched it. Okay. You know, it was more like the curiosity just kept driving me. I really wish that I would just have like a sitcom that had nine seasons I could binge. Like, I really wish there's something I could just like watch endlessly for a few months. You can't do that with anything? I don't know. Well, I have shows that I've watched already, but I don't know what the next one would be that I haven't seen already. Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever watched like BoJack Horseman? Yeah, I love BoJack Horseman. Have you? You're totally caught up. Yeah, I've watched it all. Okay, I haven't watched all of it. It's really crazy. Yeah, and, like it's also not that bingeable. You can't watch five in a row. Right, because it's kind of dark. It's too. insane. It is dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. I think I watched most of the first season. It's weird. Yeah, maybe Rick and Morty would be the one. Oh yeah, man, definitely do Rick and Rick Morty. And Morty just seems so ugh, I'm played just out. Like, yeah, so I'm many just people like, like they're uh, making t-shirts everywhere. Yeah, I'm just kind of annoyed by the prevalence of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Don't knock it till you watch it all. You're right. Understand. <laughs> watch it all. <laughs> under, don't knock it till you watch it all. Right. And understand that there's a prevalence for a reason. No, and I can appreciate that. I, mm-hmm. I have no doubt that it's very clever in its own right. Just the fan base is getting to be like, oh, yeah. this is the greatest thing. Right. Szechuan ever. sauce. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, the Szechuan sauce was ridiculous. Right. Somebody trading their car for some Szechuan sauce. Mm-hmm. It's just ketchup and like red pepper sauce or something. Yeah. So ridiculous. So dumb. Hey, that's all I got. Do you give it your S? Uh, yeah. I, I probably won't watch it all. No. But I'm, I'm, I'm keen to watch another episode. Yeah. Which happens less for me than you, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The I, I would say Mrs. Maisel. all in all, I stream, I finish watching most, not most of the shows, but I finish watching more of the shows than you. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Nice. going to check it out for sure. seems like it'd be worth it. Interesting. We've got two uh, shows on the podcast about, uh, about people working in like a, a comedy universe gone by. Mm-hmm. This one about 15 years later. But you are going to recap the first episode of the show. There's Johnny. What's the main character's name again? Oh, geez. Um, his name is Clavin. His last name is Clavin. Is I it like that? Oh, sorry. Oh, you're beeping. Yeah, I know. That's the that's the eggnog speaking. Oh, I understand. Hang on. I'll look up the, the guy's name for you. Okay. This is very interesting when people Google on their own podcast. Andy. Andy Clavin. Andy. Did he ever look like he was from that era? Andy the look. Okay. 
I might try to shoot up while I'm doing Okay, you can shoot up. Can you do that while you're recapping, or is that just too many things to focus it's on? It's probably at the same too many time? things to focus Maybe on. Maybe I should read you more of the Harry Potter chapter in the meantime. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Be a, can that be our filler every that time? That can be our filler. Just read a little more of the crazy robot Harry Potter. All right, what do we got here? The Great Hall was filled with incredible moaning chandeliers and a large librarian who had decorated the sinks with books about masonry. Mountains of mice exploded. <laughs> Several long pumpkins fell out of McGonagall. Dumbledore's hair scooted next to Hermione as Dumbledore arrived at school. The pig of Hufflepuff pulsed like a large bullfrog. Dumbledore smiled at it and placed his hand on his head. You are Hagrid now. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only people who matter. He's never going to get rid of us, Harry, Ron, and Hermione said in chorus. <laughs> Oh my god. The floor of the castle seemed like a large pile of magic. The Dursleys had never been to the castle, and they were not about to come there in Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like a large pile of <laughs> That's the next book. Looked Harry looked around and then fell down the spiral staircase for the rest of the summer. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter, Harry began yelling. The dark arts better be worried. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter, Harry began yelling. The dark arts better be worried. Oh, boy. Oh, it's, it actually has, oh, boy. It does. It's so funny. I thought that was just you it's, adding in, No, oh it's boy. so funny. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. That's pretty good. Okay, you're going to recap the first episode of There's Johnny. Yes. Starting in three, two, one. Okay, so the story begins with Andy talking about his family's love of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, he ends up writing a letter, getting a signed note back, and a letter saying, yeah, you could come work for us if you want. So he takes a bus to L.A., uh, is going to be a showrunner, uh, like wanders into the set, falls asleep, is about to get arrested in such a way. Uh, anyway, he ends up running the show because they're short a person, uh, kind of helps out, pitch a joke, and almost hooks up with uh, one of the producers and has a, a place to stay there. Yeah, he kind of earns his keep. Yeah, and like the most abrupt, like th this, okay, if we're talking about story development, which mm -hmm. I don't want to get like too into the weeds, but it's like a fantasy. About you have it. to remember, it's a fantasy show. It's a fantasy show. Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's. That it, lets it off the hook a little bit, though. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, like, wh what do you mean it's a fantasy show? Like, it's not supposed to have much coherence to it. No, I mean, it's not supposed to be taken for realistic. No, but I mean, why wouldn't you try to make it a little bit well, more? Well, that's true, and it's, it's like 12 minutes in before a single believable thing happens. Okay, yes, thank you, because he immediately, it's like, man, we loved Johnny Carson. We used to watch him every night, and he made the whole family laugh. Yeah. So one day I wrote a letter to try to get an autographed note, and I also included the fact that I was unemployed, and yeah. my parents would love to see me get a job. And... They sent me a letter back and chose like the signed letter. And he's like, and there was a second letter mm. uh, that said I could work for the Tonight Show with right. Johnny Carson. So he just packed so, up and so moved to California. It's like a slow-mo like thing of like his family like jumping up and down, getting yeah. a letter. And he's like on the bus to California being like, I was so excited, leaving Nebraska for the big city. Right. Shows up at 1130 at night. 
has this letter from I know the, Johnny Carson be like, "Hey, I'm here for my job, which starts soon." Yeah, and the security guard's like, "What are you talking about? It's 11:30 at night. Like the show's filmed." He's at like, "Yeah, but it's 11. I should I should show up a half an hour early because that's all you. They only need 30 minutes right. crash course to learn how to produce early. the Tonight Show before your first... also. If you don't read know the difference between live TV and pre tapes, you shouldn't work in television. No, you're and, a 19 year old man. And then his. His letter flies away, and he's like, "Can I just go get that?" And the security guard's like, "Yeah, sure." And then the the paper flies right to the soundstage where there's yep. a huge picture of Johnny Carson, and there's a door open, a jar, the and rainbow a little, curtain, and he like <laughs> plays the drums all he, night. He gets and, in and does so much activity yes. in there, takes all the blankets like off all the gear, plays the drums, falls asleep on the the couch, like the guest's yeah, couch, right? As if like, were you intentionally doing that, or were you actually so tired that you just? conked out and he wakes up and like there's this receptionist woman <clears throat> this with, nbc receptionist like three woman. cops yeah she's like i don't think he's dangerous right just let him stay and he gets to stick around and work there yeah although they're like you know that part i liked is like you know there's actually like a way more difficult process to get a job like yeah. you don't have a job we that was a bit of a relief a day yeah that was like the only like good part of the first 10 minutes. Yes. The only like believable part. Right. Um, anyway, so someone's sick and they need a runner. And then that girl, what's that actress's name? I don't know. I didn't know her. Oh, she's in like a, like an NBC or Fox sitcom. Okay. And she was really good. I forget what the show was called. It was on for a couple seasons. Yeah. But she played like a high school student. Oh, I, I, I mean, maybe she looked familiar to me, but I, it I didn't was, know. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and like pretty underrated too, I think. But uh, anyway, so she's kind of like the love interest who, but she's a little up. older than him, and she has bad boyfriends. She has bad boyfriends, and he gets punched in the face by one of right. his bad boyfriends who just sneaks on the lot and sees him going into her car. And but he befriends the sort of effeminate costume designer who's gonna yeah. look out for him. And he befriends the uh, the writers, kind of, and like, but they're obnoxious. They're obnoxious, and they're like. The, like it's really supposed to paint a picture of how silly the writers back in yes. the day were and how free-spirited and the sexual stuff was going on. But I it was kind of cool to see them writing jokes that they then had footage of Johnny Carson doing. That I did like. Yeah. I liked how they used... Yeah, so we were talking... You, you brought this up a little bit already <clears> about how in The Marvelous Miss Maisel they used a, a character to play Lenny Bruce. Well, yeah. they actually used the real footage of Johnny Carson. They have good and, footage. Yeah. They got him with George Carlin. Totally. It was pretty impressive. The only problem, the downside, is that they can never use Johnny Carson tangentially as a character. They right. can, at the most, they can use show the back of his head, <laughs> which is which they did a little yeah. bit in the sh and use his his voice though too. It was like, oh Nebraska, oh yeah, <laughs> I know that kid. <laughs> He's which from Nebraska too. Kind of funny. So it's like Paul Reiser and uh, Tony Danza that are producing it, who are obviously in love with uh, Johnny Carson. But I was yeah. reading an article too that's kind of like nostalgia at the wrong time I saw like, that article yeah johnny carson was like uh i don't know people like accused him of abusing his wife yeah and... he might have been abusive he was definitely just like not a very pleasant person right yeah yeah i've heard people say that before and like then i said to myself like oh well like do you have to be and like nowadays yeah you do have to kind be like of, a good person pretty of. much in order to, to be celebrated yeah to be lauded yeah yeah the show because is all if about... people found out that like oh no he's actually the biggest like yeah, but there's something about death that just kind of uh, releases your guilt. It, in, inno like, it inoculates you against... Yeah, like Michael Jackson. Like, if Michael Jackson was still alive, you think he wouldn't be a part of this shitstorm of... of right. 
Well, I mean, he already is like <clears throat> even in death. Like that's yeah, that's he- one person that that wasn't even quite galvanized by death. I don't know if I agree. Like, because really? for most of my youth, it was just all about how Michael Jackson's a monster. Yeah, which he probably was. Excuse me, I'm very, <clears throat> very hoarse. It's okay. Um, I think I just like inhaled some raw cinnamon or something. <laughs> uh, and then he died, and it was just all of this stuff about how he was a genius and he was the greatest pop star of all time. Right. And like, maybe that's true. And now we're in a different world, and we're more critical. So when Woody Allen dies, maybe we won't celebrate him. Right. Uh, but. You know, John Lennon was definitely abusive. And oh, true. Definitely an asshole. True. And definitely not an amazing songwriter, or at least to the degree that he was given credit for. You don't think so? <clears throat> no. No. Not really. Wow. That's he's no Buddy that's Holly. That's a bit of a hot take. He's no Buddy Holly. He's no... <laughs> John Lennon? Yeah, he's no Bob Dylan. He's no Paul McCartney. I think he's full of bananas, actually. <laughs> All right. I'm yeah. going to... Okay. But he was fine, and he was an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the asshole part, I believe. Yeah. The, the fine thing, I think you're selling him a little <laughs> bit short. One of the two most prominent members of the Beatles. Yes. I would say George Harrison being close there. Yeah. That's not a hot take. That's <laughs> not a hot take. No. <laughs> no. I like to make it, keep my takes lukewarm at best. Right. So I think you can let there's Johnny off the hook a little bit, knowing mm-hmm. that it's going for corny. Like the slow motion shot of his parents jumping up and down mm-hmm. out of focus. They're so excited. Their son is going to go to California. He's going to go West young. Man. Yeah. And the uh, whole thing is, it's supposed to be kind of a love story about the era and how much yeah. Tony Dan's on Paul Reiser. They don't want to show that much of the bad stuff. No. And yeah, it's, it's not like almost famous. It's like, no. it's almost like it wants to look like a show that was made in the early seventies, except they curse and there's, sexuality in it right so that's kind of where it, it loses itself yeah um and oh. I, even like in the first f word happened i was like oh this is one of those shows also hilarious <clears throat> when he gets punched in the face by her boyfriend and the like security administrative lady is like you need to lie down <laughs> and he lies down and then falls asleep until the show yeah. gets recorded Why like again always asleep what happened and like he had a blanket and stuff because he got punched in the face like yeah. you need to lie down and fall asleep what till... if he has a concussion he can't go to sleep oh my god yeah yeah no you're right and then that girl jumps his bones mm-hmm you realize she's probably she's never met a nice guy before, which is also a cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what did you think of it overall? Did you really enjoy watching it? I thought I, it grew on me as I went on. Yeah, the first ten minutes I was like, "This is bullshit," mm-hmm. and then towards the end of it, I was kind of like, "Oh, that most of the stuff I didn't like, they did on purpose." It wasn't yeah. lazy. It's actually kind of a very creative, lovely little picture. I like th- I like the way they were kind of examining the way. Carson's jokes like stuck or hit. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That's cool. how all the writers are kind of sitting around. This is why I love Studio 60. I love the examination of the yeah. science behind it. Right. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can develop the Carson character without him even being in the show. Yeah. And what other well, I don't, interesting I don't cameos think, can they have? I think it, like like one of your favorite shows, The West Wing, this is supposed to be a show where they don't, they're initially anyway, they're not trying to bring up... Um, the main guy the main guy Except the main guy was lot. in every episode of the west wing right you're right that was the original plan but but what if they do end up like having someone who you know maybe when they play the show 
it'll it'll be the the original Johnny Carson, but maybe they have someone else in the hallway and stuff. Kind of just like you know, it's supposed to be Johnny. That Carson. That would be jarring but... unless he really looked the part. And and I'm not somebody who needs his actors portraying real people to look exactly like them. I'm not. But if you're going to show Johnny Carson in the show, but every the guy they... you have playing him has to look like that. But guy. every time they show him in the show, it's through the the lens of the TV, right? So you yeah. know, like when he was interacting with other characters versus the actual clip. Pretty close up though. Yeah. Like, do you remember that show, uh, I'm Dying Up Here, that came out this year? Yeah. kind of didn't really move the needle too much, but mm-hmm. I kind of thought the first episode was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, Ari Grainer, is, she was the main character in that show. She's in The Disaster Artist. Yeah. What is happening to my voice? I don't know. Yeah, you're slowly this losing This is it. not good. I have to do a show alone tomorrow. To- alone? <clears throat> yeah. Do you want me to come in? Yeah, join me. <laughs> that would be fun. Slaney on the radio. Hey, what's up, cats? Hope you guys like hearing discussions about TV shows. <laughs> yeah, Play that's all we talk about. The show, show. Hey, did you... <laughs> <laughs> a best of reel? <laughs> we, what we... is this we're listening to? It's Why have Slaney and Sweets been in the kitchen all morning just like <laughs> getting coffees and bringing back more sweets? I don't know, but their bring. breaks are like 58 minutes long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, yeah. yeah, they totally changed the clocks for today's show. <laughs> they played any Christmas music today? <laughs> She's in The Disaster Artist. Anyway, that was okay. a side note. Uh, they had a, a Johnny Carson character in that show, remember? Wait, who was in The Disaster Artist? Uh, Ari Grainer is her name. The Oh, the, the red-haired gal in it? She was blonde, I think, wasn't she? The one that I was talking about um, being in that other show? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, I'm dying up here. Remember oh, that show? Okay, right, right. right. Uh, it was a Sorry. Jim Carrey produced thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought it was good. I didn't watch too much of it though. Um, Al Madrigal. Yeah, Al Madrigal. They had a Johnny Carson character in that. Remember the the episode was about Sebastian Stan went on Johnny Carson and then he jumped in front of a bus that yes. night. Yes, and right. it wasn't clear at first is this guy playing Johnny Carson or is he just playing. A late night talk guy in the seventies named Johnny right. because obviously it could be Johnny Carson. Mm. And then you find out later, no, they were they called the show Carson. And this actor who's like a character actor we've seen a hundred thousand times in other things looks nothing like Johnny Carson <laughs> and makes no effort to sound like Johnny Carson, who's a caricature now. Really, yeah. So it would be weird to get somebody who's distinctly not Johnny Carson to play Johnny Carson mm-hmm. in a show where Johnny Carson, the real article, is in it. Yeah. But what if like Dana Carvey stepped up and just said like, "Hey, I want to be Johnny Carson but for this not, show." It's not a sketch show. It's like a. It's kind of a drama. I mean, it's it's. A, yeah, sure. I'm just saying for believability of it being like in the hallway. Maybe. You know. Maybe. Johnny Carson's just like popping in and be like, "Hey, boys, great job with that joke. That one really <laughs> stuck." Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know if I'm going to watch any more. I didn't hate it. It kind of grew on me the more I watched mm-hmm. it. But yeah, the stars in his eyes and yeah, like I said, it was no almost famous. Yeah, I don't give it my ass. I do. You do. Okay. I kind of do. All right. I I mean, it's it wasn't one of the more egregious. Uh, I don't know about that actually. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I I I'm I'm like sixty percent on it, which okay. I don't think is enough for me to recommend. I'm only like sixty five percent on it. Okay. Like I'm just I'm not I'm not jumping over the moon. Right. I'm not going to watch anymore, but, but it's not bad. You're giving it some space. It's not offensive. It's like this no. light little show, especially yeah. if you like were a big fan of Johnny Carson like right. years ago, you might really get a kick out of this show because oh. it's very easy to watch. What did you think about them using George Carlin as the... I felt like that was... Uh, they kind of had to do that to cement the time because he's yeah. very... He's kind of like an iconoclast like Definitely. in the comedy world and his style of comedy. I don't know if I... Like, why weren't the comedy writers more psyched that George Carlin was there? 
I think they were. Like, I, I actually kind of liked it shows him walking out and, like, the comedy writers, like, applauding. Yeah. Um, You know, like, it was supposed to be like, okay, this is a guy we respect. And yeah. meanwhile, they had the other guy who's some, like, political dude talking about how cunnilingus should be illegal. Yeah. And uh, the writers were like, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. So... Do you think maybe there's a chance there's only footage from the real Tonight Show in it because it was the pilot? Because this is not an no, NBC sitcom. No, I think I think that well through the powers that be, D- Tony Danza and Paul Reiser. I guess it's Tony secured, Danza and Paul Reiser. So they're because like I've, I've heard someone else talk about it, and and that's a regular thing throughout the show. Which that's I, good. Which I think is like the saving grace of the show. That's the charm of the show. Yeah, but it's amazing that they're able to get that material because it's not an NBC show. Right. It's just a fun way to play with the period. It is. And, and it's a rare opportunity because you have 29 years yeah. of of content to right. draw from. And yeah. it was the only show of its kind. I wonder if there's anyone kind of policing this stuff, like reviewing the episodes and saying, well, this one happened in 1973 and this one happened in 1971. For all we know, the monologue Carson did in that episode was not the same the episode. Same. Maybe you look at his tie, it's different. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Good point. We should watch it more close. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do anything with the guest star hosts. What do you mean? Like, you know how he would have, like, Gary Shandling oh, yeah, come yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. And or I, Joan, Rid- Joan Rivers. That yeah, would happen. Sure. Yeah. And Jay Leno. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Could happen. Although this is a little bit earlier than most of that. Right. Right, right. That happened, like, when he got super old. Just didn't The 80s, the at least. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Because he was on until like 91, I think. 93. 93. That's insane. Yeah. Well, he was on until Conan came on. Yeah. Right? Was he on for 30 years? 29. 29 years. Yeah. Amazing. He had black hair. Yeah. Did you listen to You should do yourself a favor and listen to the episode because Bob Einstein talks a little bit about this. Bob Einstein on with Cousin Sal and uh, oh, he was Bill, on Bill Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, no not, it's not Bill Simmons. It's actually Cousin Sal's show, which okay. is like a gambling podcast. Oh. But listen to like fast forward the first 20 minutes or whatever once they get to the interview because yeah. it's really funny. And like they're kind of busting his balls too. And he's like not okay like he doesn't go with it he's yeah. like oh oh okay yeah like he's very <laughs> reactive and yeah. like oh hang on guys i'm just rolling on the floor here let me just <laughs> get up from rolling and they're like losing it because he just seems like a funny guy yeah. to like give a hard time i'd listen to that yeah uh it's a good lesson neil brennan on rogan last week was very good oh cool a lot of perspective i'd there. listen to that yep yep that's all i got for this week i think that's a wrap Okay, so what is our what is our Christmas break schedule? Maybe maybe we'll not do another episode until our last one of the year. Our best of, sure. Yeah. So, because next Wednesday is like two days after Christmas. Yeah. We can give it a couple more days beyond that. Totally. And then we'll do a New Year's Eve show on the thirtieth or thirty first. Definitely down. Uh, cool. Well, then have a great Christmas. Likewise, can I tell you that I think I'm kind of stoked on Bright. Oh, dude. Are you? <laughs> is that? You know Max Landis wrote that movie? Oh, no, I didn't. What else did he write? I don't know. Nothing good. Max Landis. Yeah, he's just not... He's like... he's he's Well, he's John Landis' son, right? Yeah, I remember you saying this too, but wasn't there one thing that was kind of accepted by him? Yeah, maybe. He, it's not even that he's a bad filmmaker. I don't know much about I him. I just don't like his attitude. I just don't like his attitude at all. Max Landis... What is Bright about? I don't know. I think it's about like a cop in LA in a like dystopian future where there are like mutants. Okay, and so stuff. Max Landis wrote, uh, he created Dirk Gently. 
Oh, right. That's why this we talked our... about him before. I mean, other than right. Douglas Adams, he yeah. created the show. Uh, Victor Frankenstein, he wrote that with Daniel Radcliffe. Mr. Wright, which was actually really good with Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick. It was just like a little uh, okay. movie nobody heard about. It was very charming. Uh, American Ultra. He's done some weird stuff. But I just don't like the guy. Can't get on board with him. I just like that it's coming out over Christmas break and people are going to be talking about it. And there's actual regular television previews for yeah. this Netflix movie. And it's kind of the first time that's happened. Kind of changing the game a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest movie star they've ever had. That's right. So I want, I th- I think it, for those reasons, it might actually have a chance to be really good. Yeah, maybe. Because they want this to basically be their house of cards, but movie style. Is that right? Well, I think so. Right. They're putting the, name. they're putting the budget behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they and they have the money. Yeah, they got the the guy, mm-hmm. the face. Trust him or not, he's That's right. he's actually going to produce uh, a Michael Jordan biopic. Will Smith. He's he, he's not going to play Michael Jordan though, is he? God, I don't think so. He can't. Who would they have play Michael Jordan? Tough, right? Michael like, B. Jordan. Honestly, <laughs> but like physically, nobody looks like Michael Jordan. No. No, it was such a like. And even, like, basketball players now don't really look like Michael Jordan because they're way more jacked. Well, and the making of a Michael Jordan biopic, does that imply that Space Jam is not the Michael Jordan biopic? No, we should take that as canon I for do. his life. I do. <laughs> like, do you think people change his Wikipedia page <laughs> all the time to say, like, uh, in 1998, he also <laughs> defeated the Monsters yeah. and uh, Bill Murray was his, like, co-captain? That's right. Ah. Uh, Maybe it happened. With I mean, the there's that squad. opening scene in the first scene, the scene of Space Jam, which might not be true, where young Michael Jordan is shooting hoops in his driveway, and his dad said he has to come in as soon as he misses, and he never misses, so he gets to stay up all night. Right, in North that Carolina. That probably really happened. Why yeah. make the movie? It's been made. He definitely. Uh, they didn't cover any of his gambling addiction. That's true. Or any of his like, like insane shit talking yeah. <laughs> to other players all of that stuff they skipped over that and yeah the Looney Tunes. but there's like theories that like michael jordan isn't a good dude i yeah i can see that yeah maybe it's him and Who's like next? well his dad okay so hot take his dad was murdered oh and so there, there's like a whole underground theory that that when had that something happen? to do with his gambling problem and, oh in like late 90s like i think he was actively still playing i think he was still playing basketball and that was like right before he retired yeah they might have even included part of that in space Jam. no they would know that his dad died not the murder oh maybe but like his dad passed away so he was going to like his dad passed away so he wanted to go play baseball because his dad loved baseball or something yeah maybe seems kind of familiar doesn't it kind of does anyway i shouldn't be speaking ill of michael jordan that's not who we're here to miss you know who probably knows because he'll have to do his research is will smith and again we can't trust him. You can't trust Will Smith. Is it just a Space Jam sequel? Because LeBron was supposed to be in that. What I really want is a Space Jam sequel. Starring LeBron? Yeah. Or Michael Jordan? Or Michael Jordan. And not Will Smith. And not Will Smith, because you can't trust him. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>